Uh, welcome back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bilotti. And before I get into the real nitty gritty of this podcast episode, I do just want to point out that I had a really bad day today. Like I, you know, it kind of like is one of those things where you don't really need to say or share that you had a bad day because like chances are a lot of other people had a bad day and you know, you're not special sort of thing. But I just had a really really freaking bad day just you know for no specific reason like you know it could have obviously been a whole lot worse but it just nonetheless was just not a fun not a day where I was like I'm killing it you know I was like I'm I'm doing the opposite of killing it today and that was my mentality you know from the minute I woke up this morning to like honestly five minutes ago and probably still after I record this episode so like today was just a bad day (laughs) and like I can't really exactly pinpoint you know like the reason why I had a bad day I think it's just kind of one of those things where it snowballs like it starts with one little small thing in the morning you know just waking up like I don't know 15 minutes late and then the rest of the day just seems completely bleak and unlivable and you're you know useless and you might as well just quit your job quit your life you know move back to Minnesota (laughs) I don't know why I just said Minnesota I'm from Maryland but you know like it's just one of those hopeless you know days where you're just like this this can't be it like this can't be like what I've been working for my whole life you know this sort of day and it's nothing like you know against my work or like against like anything that I was you know doing today at work or anything like that but like let's just say every little thing was just like going wrong ticking me off or just like making me want to like go take a really really long nap and like eat carbs you know like that sort of thing so anyway I just wanted to preface this episode with that you know whole just mentality that I'm in right now or you know just the whole like bad day concept because a lot of what I'm going to be speaking to tonight has to do with you know how do you take a bad day or take like a situation where you're just you know not killing it not loving what's you know unfolding and turn it around you know because it's a lot easier said than done to do that and when you just have like a downright just like shitty day you know for lack of a better way to put it it's like okay well how do I start tomorrow off on a better foot and how do I you know salvage this day like how do I make it not be for nothing you know and I feel like a lot of times you know not even just having a bad day sometimes you can have like a bad couple of weeks or a bad couple of months and like in that case you know how do you see it see life as you know having any sort of goodness left for you because sometimes you feel like you know all the goodness that you've ever you know deserved to experience has already happened to you and you know the best days are done and like you know every person that's like college is the best four years of your life is like okay well I've officially peaked now so like everything else you know from here on out is just kind of like going downhill until I eventually die so like I I hate when people like I mean no I honestly I don't care what other people do but I personally will never be like college was the best four years of my life because I sure as hell hope it's not the best four years of my life I got a lot more life to live hopefully so anyway um so the gist of tonight's episode is kind of how do you come out of a string of bad days or a string of bad moments you know the snowballing bad moments like a period of time where you look at life and you don't see much hope you don't see much love you just see kind of this empty, you know, black hole of just, you know, uselessness situation. How do you look at that sort of life that you're living and see some sort of silver lining or see see how you can, you know, continue on like this? Because I feel like sometimes we get so caught up in just having just a bad run, you know, just like having a tough couple of days, couple of weeks, you know, a breakup, just 
you know, your friends or just any sort of situation, you know, divorce in your family. And it's hard to see how things could get better. And it's hard to convince yourself to stick around for that. So I want to tonight, you know, kind of unpack the goodness that life can bring and just kind of the hope, you know, instilling some hope and just kind of discussing also the unpredictability of this life that we live because I feel like a lot of us think that we know exactly what's happening tomorrow. We, you know, we just have this confidence in our futures, maybe not confidence in our futures being amazing per se, but confidence in that we think we know what is around the bend and we think we know what is happening next weekend and we think that you know, we get so caught up in it, we can almost predict what's going to happen next. And I just want to say, we could not be more wrong in doing that because life is an unpredictable beast. And I don't think that any of us, even the smartest people of this you know, world, know what is around the bend and what's happening next, truly. So I'm going to be talking about that as well, bringing up some stories from the weekend that I experienced, um, some people that I met, and then also I do want to bring up the story of Vincent Van Gogh, uh, you know, pulling in some history as I used to do a lot. I feel like I've kind of dropped off from that as of late because I've been so damn busy. I have not been able to research properly, but I did a little bit of research about Vincent Van Gogh, um, one of my favorite, I almost just called him an author. He is an artist. Uh, a la Starry Night, uh, a lot of other really great paintings. Starry Night is my favorite. I know it's like a basic one or quote unquote basic. I don't think any painting of Vincent van Gogh is basic. Okay, it's not. But obviously everyone loves Starry Night. But I grew up loving Starry Night when I was young, you know, too young to even know what it was called. Um, my grandma actually recognized that I loved Starry Night so much that she made them into, you know, those little um, plates that you put on the light switches in your house she custom like had them painted you know for me for all of the light switches in my bedroom as a kid um with starry night like the painting on each of them that was how much i loved starry night and then i also had it in my freshman year dorm as a poster above my bed anyway uh so yeah if you want uh any more proof as to my favorite painting because i feel like i need to justify myself always i suppose anyway so i'll be i'll be talking about vincent van gogh as well I know I'm going to get some criticism for calling him Vincent van Gogh and not Vincent van Gogh or Gogh or whatever you're supposed to say, but I've just always called him Vincent van Gogh. It just rolls off the tongue for me, so I'm going to be one of those classic Americans that likely says something wrong because I feel I want to say it that way. (laughs) But nonetheless, I appreciate him regardless of how you say his last name, so... But before I get into, you know, the life that was both tragic and you know, full of obviously a lot of beauty that we now see all the time in museums and, you know, in art collections. Uh, I do want to talk about something extremely superficial and extremely, uh, just honestly superficial, but it's something that happened that really struck me and really made me feel something. And so in true thick and thin fashion, I'm going to talk about it. And of course it has to do with dating because Apparently that's all I can talk about. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um, but honestly, I, th- I feel like whenever I speak to these subjects, you guys really appreciate it because I feel like there's such a lack of real people sitting down talking about, you know, flaws in their dating life and just things that go wrong. So I'm going to be talking about a bad date I went on recently. Um, I'm not going to tell you when because, you know, for the sake of people listening that I go on these said dates with because honestly, you'd be surprised how many of my ex bad date uh, companions have listened to my episodes and gotten extremely offended, as they should, 
maybe not because this is my job and they know that but you know anyway I'm gonna just talk about this bad date I went on recently um so basically it was a hinge date I've been on dating apps ever since I moved to the city um because genuinely it's like really the only way to meet people other than you know when you're out or honestly just like or like randomly on the street or something but like it's honestly the best way to meet people that aren't like friends of friends or whatever but if you just honestly even if you don't want to meet people if you just want to like see what's out there it's a really great resource so I really love hinge you know I've dabbled with with bumble um, my coworker actually found her boyfriend that she's moving in with on bumble so recommend that one as well um, you know tinder uh, there's a ton of stuff so I'm on hinge only and Raya they like the celebrity one um, I think I've talked about this on my did I talk about this last week? I like am losing track of the episodes, guys. But anyway, so I'm on two dating apps. I found this guy on Hinge that I really, really connected with. Um, honestly, he's more of the creative type. And to be honest, guys, I've had extremely bad luck with like going on dates with fellow creative types, like people that are too similar to me for whatever reason. It just, it never ends well. I've like, it's like a curse. Like I just can't go out with people that are creative honestly that can like take a decent photo like I just can't go on a date with you sorry uh I'm ruling that out of my uh dating my dating habits now but anyway so I went on this date with a guy we went to get dinner somewhere um and there were a few things that happened right off the bat that really pissed me off (laughs) number one he came in he severely lied about his age on hinge or no age oh my god height height like how would I know if he lied about his age he lied about his height uh by four to five inches like not even just like you know one or two because I feel like every guy maybe you know on the shorter shorter scale of things lies about their height by like maybe an inch like if they're five nine they'll say they're five ten but like this guy lied it, it, it was just like insane he lied by at least four or five inches You know, which isn't a problem. Like, I wouldn't say that, like, a deal breaker is height for me. But the fact that he lied about it on Hinge, I'm like, what else are you capable of lying about, you know? And then, of course, like clockwork, you know, he lied about something else. He also lied about where he was living in the city on his Hinge profile. Um, You know, he said he was living somewhere else that's, like, a little bit more glamorous. And then he's living somewhere that's not there. And I'm like, dude, okay, like, so you lied about these two things on your Hinge profile. Great, whatever. Like, let's just, you know, continue the conversations. I don't know what it was. He was just being super, like, presumptuous. Like, he, like, already thought he had this date in the bag and I was going to just go home and sleep with him, you know? And just something about, like, the the way the date was going, it just really made me super upset. Like, I was just getting more and more upset by the second because, you know, he lied. He's being, like, all he's just like it just we weren't it wasn't working you know it wasn't working nothing about that date was working so you know and I sat there I was I felt extremely trapped you know when you're especially at dinner with a guy you feel like you have to stay you know you can't just like walk out like all dramatically you know this isn't a rom-com I guess you could but like you know for the sake of just everyone else in the restaurant I was like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, hang out here and try not to gouge my eyeballs out with the spoon that's sitting next to me, you know? Like, I'm just going to try to get through this. So I do, and I, like, make it, you know, till the end of dinner, and then, you know, of course, it's like, okay, who's going to pay, blah, blah, you know, we're done with that, okay, great. Um, I'm going to go, you know, I have this deadline. It was a Friday night, what the heck was I talking about? But I was like, I have a deadline, I can't you know, do anything else after this. And so I, you know, decided, he was like, oh, like, let me, like, let's, like, like, Uber home together, a.k.a. code for, like, 
we're going to do one stop. I'm going to come home with you. You know, he was just being, I don't know. Everything about this was just pissing me off to no, no end. And so then I was like, you know, no, like I'm, I live super close, even though I like really didn't like, it was probably a 25 minute walk and it was dark out, which was just not smart. So like what I did was I was like, I live right here, like whatever, blah, blah. Like, please don't follow me. Like I got it. Like, let me be independent. I'll text you later, whatever. And so then I just, you know, walked, I turned the corner, not even towards my apartment. I just like turned the corner to get away from this guy and I completely broke down, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know what it was. It was just like a combination of everything. And I think honestly, what it truly was, was just like rooted in the idea that I have all these expectations for my life. You know, I have all of these plans and like, I'm a planner and I just can't get over the fact that I still have not you know, found someone I click with in New York. And I know it's only been a year and like three months. And I know that sounds absolutely bonkers. But like you guys have to know, if you listen to my last episode, I've had this dream for New York to, you know, just absolutely shatter my existence for so long, you know, since like seventh grade. And so now that I'm actually living it, I just find that, you know, you know, in the grain of what I talked about last week, the magic seems to not exist anymore here. And it's now that I, you know, I'm sitting back and I'm not <laughs> crying in an alleyway, you know, outside of this restaurant, <laughs> hiding from this guy that I went on a date with. I'm seeing it a bit more clear and I know it's not New York. It's just, it's just me and my high expectations, you know, honestly. And I think like you should navigate life with like a, you know, a degree of high expectations because you should always know that you deserve the world and you don't deserve to put up with shitty behavior and guys that lie on their hinge profile and talk about themselves and you know give you like fuck boy eyes across the table you know like you should know that that you deserve way more than that but I also think that you got to stop rushing through the chapters of your life and I've said that before but I think that a lot of times we think that our lives have to pan out exactly one way you know and that's just not how things go and I think a lot of times we get so desperate and so just chaotic with the whole thing that we let it affect us more than we should and so that really happened that that really happened (laughs) that happened and then so yeah that happened okay then the next night so this is like a a pretty jam-packed weekend of me just trying to redeem myself with men okay because that went to shit so I was like okay next try like I'm gonna you know go to Brooklyn with my friends which I did we went to Brooklyn went to this one bar in Brooklyn um, which I've actually never been to before so I I haven't really explored Brooklyn extremely extensively we go probably once every three months or so and it's really great there's like awesome places to visit there if you ever are visiting the city don't limit yourself to just Manhattan because there's a lot of beauty and a lot of fun in Brooklyn so went to Brooklyn um, and then we went into this one place my friend Julia uh, she, like, just freaking knows everyone in Manhattan. Like, for whatever reason, she, like, always just sees people that she knows. So, of course, she knows this group of guys or, like, several in this group of guys at the bar we were at. So, we, we walk over to them. Um, honestly, you know, when we first met them, I wasn't quite sure if they were going to be, you know, receptive to us. Because sometimes, you like, you know, you see people out in public and you're like, okay, hi, bye. But you don't, like invite them to like sit down or like you don't like oh like join us situation but this guy was like there's this group of guys was like oh you guys should join us like sit down you know whatever 
like come join us and we were like okay because we didn't know anyone else and it was like five o'clock on a Saturday and we were buzzed and you know happy and everything so we went to the bar got some margaritas came back out you know sat with these guys really hit it off with them as a group you know it was kind of like one of those things where we bantered and it just seemed like we had already been friends before you know I, I love when I meet people like that where it's like you click so well and in New York I think you need to have several sets of friends you know like your college friends if they're there if they're here still but like make new friends because what's the point of living in a new city when you don't make any new friends and you just hang out with the same people that you hung out with in college so making new friends is great these guys were also a little bit older too which is also interesting just you know having some older friends that have like you know had a lay of the land have lived here for a bit so it was great meeting them and then of course you know we we had this party later at one of my friends parents apartments I know like she her parents have like a place here it's like really nice so we like had a, had a little party there we played like heads up like you know all these games and such and the guys that we had met earlier or I had met earlier came to said party and they were actually so it was like they came to the party but we also had some friends there that we'd already known and like some guy friends and like girlfriends so it was like one big you know happy little meet and greet situation where everyone was meeting each other everyone was mingling you know playing flip cup and being on the same team with people they didn't know it was like a really awesome night like honestly one for the books of my Manhattan experience and we didn't even go to a bar which is the funniest part so Anyway, so we were with these guys. One of them in particular really hit it off with. Um, can't really put my finger. I mean, honestly, it was just one of those things where we everything that we, you know, when you like are talking to someone else and you just know that they aren't annoyed with what you're saying or they're not like okay, like great, like they are really invested or they're like feeding into your story, kind of just you know helping the conversation go and not just sitting there like absentmindedly listening. You know, like they're actually listening and they're actually contributing. That's honestly probably one of the best feelings in life, just knowing that you're talking to someone who you're on the same page with, who just gets it, kind of, you know? We were talking about this ghost story. Like, I remember very vividly. I was pretty, like, honestly drunk. But we were talking about this ghost story, this ghost that I thought, or that I'm very convinced still to this day, lived in my college house. We had this, like, we had a ghost, okay? I don't, there's not, no other way to put it. Like, we had a ghost in our house that was haunting our house. But honestly, I don't think it was haunting. It was, like, one of those friendly ghosts, you know, that's just, like, in purgatory. So, was talking to him about this ghost, and, like, we were talking about it for, like, ever, okay? It felt like forever. And then I realized, like, oh, I think this guy is really cute, and I think that this is, like, this is a nice little moment we're having here. So, that happened. Then, of course, everyone was leaving at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning because that's when everyone was like, okay, maybe we should, like, like this should be done now because we're, like, up at, like, 3.30 on a, a Saturday and, like, we all have things to do on Sundays and such. Um, and so, of course, you know, we were all saying our, our goodbyes. And it was one of those awkward little moments where I was like, oh, like, he's not going to ask for my number. Like, damn it, I don't want him to, like, leave without having my number. And, like, I never want to not see him again. So I was like, hey, like, take my number. Maybe we can hang out again sometime. Like, I was just like, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to be the one. So I was like, here, like, let me put my number in your phone, whatever. Put my number in his phone. He leaves. I, like, stayed back to help my friend um, clean her apartment, clean her parents' apartment. And I was like, wow, like, great. I gave him my number so I can't text him so if he never texts me ever again or never talks to me that'll be it and like great so of course like me just classic Katie overthinking everything and being like well great like awesome another one bites the dust like I'm just incapable of anything 
but that's just honestly every classic girl like if you I, you know what I don't even want to say that and generalize but like I think a lot of us are on the same page in that like we're like just like ready for something beautiful to happen to us and we just are sick of waiting which scares people scares people away and I know it's like not really a glamorous thing like I I was listening to this podcast call her daddy I mean a lot of people have probably heard of it but well I listened to them they were on Nick Vial is how you say his name from The Bachelor his podcast and it was one of those things that came up when I suggested and I wouldn't normally listen to this type of podcast but it came up so I was like okay I'll listen to it and on the podcast they were like if you want a guy to like you, you have to wait three days to text them or you have to leave them on red and you have to do all these things and like this is how you play the game and this is how you get the guy. And I was listening to that and I was like, well, clearly I've been playing the game all wrong because I have just been laying my cards completely out on the table and being like, here's me, take it or leave it. And I don't know which is better or worse because I feel like, I, I don't know, but I was listening to the podcast and I was just like, well, shit, <laughs> like, okay, I guess I haven't been playing things right. So, okay, back to the story. So anyway, I was helping my friend clean up her apartment, felt my phone buzz in my hand, you know, that I was cleaning up things with. And I was like, okay, do I dare turn it over? Like, what is it going to be? Like, who is it? Because of course I want it to be him, but like, it could be anyone. So turn my phone over. Sure enough, it's him. Like, I... Like, got full body chills because that never happens to me. And, you know, people always just, like, I don't know. It's, it goes both ways because I, I ghost the shit out of people, too. Like, honestly, I, I'm sorry I'm cursing so much in this episode. I guess it's because I'm, like, really tired right now. So, like, everything's just rolling off my tongue. But anyway, so I feel like I leave people on red or, like, I get left on red situation of just, like, people not returning. Whatever. Because here's the thing. It's in life, you know, it's always the people you don't want that give you the attention and always the people that you really want that don't give you the the attention until you find that like ding 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 we have a winner person that you do like and gives you attention okay but like it's gonna be hard or like it's easy for some people and like think you know good for you you go go and coco but like for the rest of us it's one of those things where it's like you never want the people that want you so anyway guy in question texted me hallelujah you know and so I you know we talked for a little bit we made plans to hang out we hung out and then he went kind of cold for a little bit, like a couple days, um, like a day, like a day and a half. And, you know, for me, that's just me thinking like, oh, my God, he hates me <laughs> because I'm like an overthinker like everyone else. But, you know, it really wasn't the fact that he was, wasn't texting me that was the issue. It was just me getting in my feels about just the general cycle that I've been putting myself through with guys. You know, it wasn't even him, to be honest. That was the problem. It just kind of started the wheels turning in my head about how – many times I've been involved with you know liking someone like getting you know my hopes up I guess and then like just not things aren't you know don't pan out or he ends up just using me or just ends up being a fuck boy and just a numerous you know the numerous reasons why guys ghost you know and I obviously like I said like I've done it too I've ghosted people before it's just you know the door swings both ways but of course it sucks when it happens to you you know and so he wasn't texting me and I was just feeling super deflated about it got up the next day um for work and I was I've been doing this thing where I work out before work like exercise before work so you know I was walking to the gym and it was just like still thinking about it like days later the fact that we hadn't spoken you know and still like just like in my head about it and so I was walking to the gym and you know I was like probably halfway there and felt like someone grabbed my shoulder and I'm like what the heck and I like turned around 
and it's this guy I've never seen before but like of course my like tired brain because I had just woken up 20 minutes ago I go hey like thinking like maybe I know who it is like know the person never seen him in my life like just a, you know a very attractive uh, tall dark and handsome random guy uh, who looks like a little bit older than me, probably like three years older than me or so. And, you know, I take out my AirPods because I have my Air- AirPods in. I was like late to like go in the gym. Like I, you know, only had a certain amount of time before I had to shower and get ready and go to work, you know. So I take out my AirPods, look at the guy like waiting for him to tell me like my shoes untied or something. And he was like, hey, like, and he's like panting. And I'm like, are you okay? He's like, well, I just like ran after you. Like you were walking really fast on the street and I just like had to talk to you. So I ran after you. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, what? <laughs> like, no, that doesn't happen to me, okay? Like, that never happens to me, of course. But I'm, like, classic freaking New York City. Like, this happens, of course, to, like, people. But never to me. So he was like, yeah, I just, I really just, like, felt very compelled to, you know, tell you I think you're beautiful and that I really would love to, you know, know get you to get to know you further like you seem like the type of person like you're going to the you know work out at this time like I I'm a doctor so I just you know have to work out before my shift or something like I just got off my shift so I'm working out or like I don't know he's just like honestly I think he was nervous he was like word vomiting but essentially he wanted to take me on a date or something and I never met him before but it was just one of those things where I guess he just like saw me and was like we should hang out you know and I was just honestly standing there like flabbergasted I'm like am I still asleep? Like, is this a dream? Like, I know I'm like walking in the gym, but like maybe I'm still in my bed and I just like think I'm walking in the gym, like in my head, in my dream. So anyway, I just like, I was like probably, I was a woman of few words because in the morning, I'm just not a morning person. So anyway, and then, you know, one thing led to another, I gave him my number and you know, we're, we're talking now. Um, like here and there, like, you know, he's apparently on like location or something for doctorness, whatever he's doing, or he's like, he's going somewhere to like do some sort of doctor thing, um, until September. So, you know, we're TBD, what's going to happen then. But anyway, um, you're probably wondering why the hell I'm telling you all these stories about men that I've experienced this past weekend and where we're going with this. So essentially I just wanted to say, you know, things can go south you know, in a couple of instances, you know, you can have a really bad date, a guy that doesn't text you back. And then you can experience, you know, something just so not expected, something that you're not looking for, you know, you're, you're dwelling on these other things. And then all of a sudden, you know, something just grabs you on the street, like literally grabs you. And, you know, this is obviously not helping the story. The guy that I was, the second guy I was talking about ended up texting me that night, um, you know, like way later, but still, you know, texting me. I made a great conversation and whatever. And like, who's to say that won't go somewhere? But like, I just thought that it was just such an interesting narrative, you know, that like two times I like quote unquote struck out and just was feeling extremely deflated and extremely just like angry and a number of things. And, you know, then this guy, like literally a very cute guy, taps me on the street on the way to the gym when I have not put a single drop of makeup on my face and like it just goes to show that like you think that you know what your life is going to look like and where your life is going and what's around the next corner but truly you do not know you know and who's to say that this guy is even like the answer to my prayers and every you know candle I've ever blown out of my birthday cake but like still it just goes to show that you really never know what's around the bend and I just wanted to share that and share that you know like I said, who's to say what's going to actually come of this, but like, 
you have to hang in there because beautiful little spontaneous moments like that will happen to you. Like, believe me, I'm not the type of person that ever like wins a lottery or like anything like remotely amazing like that happens to me, like very spontaneous like. And that happened to me. So like you have to hang in there because these beautiful moments, you know, not to say like you should be like waiting and holding out for like a hero and like for Prince Charming because you should never, you know, put your life on pause for that situation, for that sort of thing. But I just, you know, I'm sick of people you know, completely disregarding romantic stories and such because, you know, of this empowering age we live in, I think you can still feel empowered when you talk about, you know, dating and the opposite sex. And I will stand by that till the end of time. So anyway, just want to share that story. Um, I'm going to interrupt this episode real quick to introduce tonight's sponsor because I clearly um, have been carried away with the story and need need to talk about the sponsor of tonight's episode. So tonight's episode is sponsored by Care of Vitamins. Care of is a subscription service that delivers vitamins and supplements customized for your specific health needs. I've been a user of Care of Vitamins for quite some time as you guys know. I was talking about them like way back in like last fall. So I've been using them for quite some time. Um, As you guys know, I'm a big, you know, aesthetic person. I like when things just look pretty and are also functional and so the fact that care of vitamins are you know great for my health they target my specific health needs based on a survey that I filled out that took like no time at all on their website but it's also super cute the little packets they come in have my name on them they look really nice they're in like this nice little box uh, right next to my door I you know take a pack with me to the office and we'll take it at work with a glass of water and you know I have my daily vitamins in me which is really great they're individually wrapped little vitamins packets are now actually made from compostable plant-based film that meet the same safety standards so your vitamins are kept fresh while now being you know better for the environment which is great and comforting to know and for more details on that and how to compost the packs there's all the details in the world on care of's website on how to do so so that's great as well um so basically you know what goes into a care of subscription you basically go online and take their online quiz which lets you know exactly what you need in terms of vitamins um it's a fun little online quiz that asks you about your diet, your health goals, lifestyle choices, and only takes nearly like five minutes to fill out. Um, and then it, you know, matches you with supplement and vitamin recommendations from there. And then you, you know, order the packets, they come in a nice little box. And like I said, you can put it by your door, um, super easy and convenient because sometimes it can be really hard to tell or know what kind of vitamins and supplements you should be taking. So care of makes it super easy to find out what you specifically need to be your healthiest. And as always, I have a little deal for you guys so for 25% off your first care of order just go to take care of that's t-a-k-e-c-a-r-e-o-f.com and enter my specific code hello katie that's hello h-e-l-l-o-k-a-t-y don't forget the y at the end of katie or else i'll be salty Uh, and you can get 25% off your first care of order so that's takecareof.com and enter my code hello katie So yeah, hope you guys all enjoy your first try with Care of Vitamins and you'll love them as much as I do. And let's get on with the episode. All right, guys. So now that I have, you know, sufficiently used up a lot of my podcasting minutes on uh, my dating update and just, you know, how you can never, never see around the bend when it comes to who you're going to be with and who you're going to be, you know, approached by and things like that. And you can't let yourself get down, you know, after a few bad dates because, you know, Yeah, there's a few bad dates, but that does not mean there's not a few good dates that are going to come to even things out because I'm a big believer in, you know, universe. There's a 
a really noisy motorcycle outside. The universe, you know, settling the scales. Because I think for, for everything that the universe takes from us, or it feels like the universe is taking from us, you know, whether it be just the, the confidence in yourself, or your relationships, you know, as I feel, or quite literally taking away a person from you, you know, a death, or just any sort of loss that we feel, the universe, you know, takes, but it also gives. And I think for everything that it takes, it, it gives. It truly does give. I think it's honestly a matter of looking up long enough, kind of taking in the world long enough to recognize that the world or the universe does give back because I feel like sometimes we're so obsessed with the ways that we feel robbed that we don't quite realize when think you know beautiful things are being thrust in our direction because we just can't get the negative stuff out of our minds so anyway that I did want to discuss before I get into the story of Vincent van Gogh which is one of those stories where you know I, I knew bits and pieces just from you know art history and just like various classes I've taken in my life but I didn't quite know the extent and to be honest his story you know while it is de- like pretty depressing in the end because he did commit suicide it is pretty beautiful in the sense that it really does portray you know what success truly looks like and how the most creative people the most successful people are honestly pretty upset with themselves half the time and that you know with great knowledge with great you know power comes great responsibility (laughs) sorry I had to say that with great knowledge comes you know just great perspective to the point where you see so many ends of the universe that it all just becomes so overwhelming and just you see so much so you see so much flaw in yourself and so you know that was something that Vincent van Gogh struggled with and essentially you know he on July 27th 1890 to be exact I wrote it down he uh, shot himself with a revolver the really horrible part about him shooting himself is he actually missed his vital organs so he Oh my God, what was that? What, what are all these like weird noises tonight? It's a Tuesday. <laughs> um, he essentially, he missed his vital organs, so he shot himself and essentially died of a, an, an infection over time. So he didn't die instantly, which is really horrible um, amount of pain to be put in. But anyway, so basically everyone knows kind of the story of Vincent van Gogh, you know, the most, one of the most famous painters in the world. Um, you know, he only sold one painting during his lifetime. So his, his you know, 10-year span of being a painter because he didn't actually start painting until he was 27. So I just want, that was honestly a fact I didn't know. So when he was my age, 23, he hadn't even picked up a paintbrush to start, or maybe he did, but he hadn't painted a single painting, you know, whatever, like an actual work that is for sale now for 60 million a pop. So I think that's insane that like, you know, in the next four years, I could start a career that will be, you know, something similar to Vincent van Gogh, you know, something that could be like completely just earth shattering and beautiful. And I haven't even gotten there yet. So yeah, that's, that's a moral of the story of why you should stick around because, you know, you never know when, you know, your time is and it could be tomorrow. So anyway, so he basically, you know, throughout his, his lifetime and especially his 10 years of creating artwork he was you know very much riddled with a lot of um just self-destructive thoughts he you know had a lot of manic episodes had a lot of you know just anger um you know as we know he he cut his ear off uh in an argument with another artist um just out of 
just desperation and he literally nailed his ear to I, I believe it was a prostitute or something like that um that's point that doesn't like have to do with my story but you know that happened so he you had a lot of um just a lot of turmoil within himself and so he actually ended up checking himself into an asylum um in hopes that he would get better and while he was at the asylum first of all they diagnosed him with um schizophrenia of course because I feel like back in the day they always did that when you had bipolar disorder they thought you just had schizophrenia so they like misdiagnosed him um but anyway so when he was at this asylum he painted so many of his best works in my opinion one being Starry Night because Starry Night was actually the view like the what he saw from his window at the asylum apparently that's what stories have said And so I thought that was particularly beautiful and has to do a lot with what I'm talking about tonight because, you know, in a place where you feel like everything is going to shit, like you're in an asylum and, you know, in this time in the 1800s where, you know, people just don't understand mental illness for, you know, for starters. And then also he'd only sold one painting. He's painted, you know, actually 2,000 plus paintings he did in his life in his 10-year span, per se, of, you know, painting. And he'd only sold one painting successfully one painting okay and I think it was to a relative or someone a friend of a friend it wasn't even like you know anyway that doesn't matter but you know you're feeling like you have no prospects you know when you're in that situation when you feel misunderstood you feel like you are you know a failure at your craft and what you're passionate about and you just feel like there's nothing you can gain from this and you know of course he wouldn't know he wouldn't know it. Sorry, people are like screaming. What, is everyone okay in New York, Manhattan? Are you guys okay? Sorry, there's a bar like directly below. So like, of course, I can hear everything. Um, we're getting to that point in the night where people are leaving said bar. So anyway, um, yeah. So like from all of that, from all of that turmoil and sadness and hopelessness, one of his most beautiful paintings, one of my favorite paintings that he's ever done came from that. And of course, he wouldn't know it that, you know, Starry Night would ever become worth anything more than, you know, a couple dollars <laughs> or whatever he was trying to sell them for back in the day. But, you know, this painting is one of the most legendary works of art in the world and, you know, what most recognizable works of art in the world, you know. And this came from a place of just total despair in his life. And, you know, he didn't even get to see it sold or, you know, in in like a studio or not a studio like in a um you know a gallery where people are admiring it and this actually brings me to my next point which I wanted to make which is kind of what made me think of Van Gogh in the first place for this episode I randomly stumbled across you know when you fall in like a black hole of YouTube and you're just like watching all these random things on YouTube so the other night I was watching um just random things and you know in my suggested came up this episode of Doctor Who which I've actually never really watch Doctor Who. I've always heard about it. I know there's like a bunch of cults, you know, people that follow it super, like super intently. And I don't even know if they're still recording new episodes, but um, I've always been told I should watch it. So of course I stumbled across the one episode where apparently, so they bring back Van Gogh from the dead and he is able to step foot in a gallery, you know, or in a museum where his work is all displayed and he gets to see people admiring his work. You know, the, he'd never seen that in his lifetime, in his 10 years, you know, before he killed himself. He never got to see people truly admire and truly appreciate his artwork to the extent of, that he deserved because obviously his works are beautiful. And so, and he also got to hear the, I guess, gallery attendant or what, what do they call it? Attend, basic, ten, I don't even know. Basically the guy that like gives the tours, 
at the gallery, gallery tour, I guess, tour guide, um, you know, he got to hear him talk about how talented he was, you know. So he got to hear all this praise and see all this praise and see all these people appreciating him, you know, and he just got super emotional and, you know, broke down in the episode. And it was, like, so interesting watching it because I'm, like, like, you know, I feel like he seemed to be, like, a very emotional, very, you know, intellectual, in touch with his, you know, his feelings, kind of rash but in touch guy. And so I feel like this is a total rational or just very realistic way of how he would react to such a thing. And I can't imagine, you know, I feel like a lot of us can't imagine or fathom doing all this great, you know, amazing work and creating all this stuff that we're really passionate about or maybe that we're not passionate about because we're hard on ourselves, you know, but just creating all this stuff that could be famous someday and killing ourselves before we ever have a chance to see it come to fruition, you know, and it's just, it's sad to think about, but it also is kind of motivating that, you know, I want to stick around. If I'm working on all these things that I'm really pouring my heart and soul into, I want to stick around to see, you know, people appreciate it. Because, I mean, if I'm creating work for people, that is. So if I'm creating a painting, obviously a painting is meant to be appreciated by people, you know. Not everything in life that is successful or that is worth success is to be appreciated by other people. Some things, you know, I mean, I guess most things, but like I said, it's not all about what other people think in life. You know, I've always said that in all my various episodes. But basically, you know, I think that the moral of the story is here, you know, to know that, I mean, you're you're worth a seat on this planet. You're worth a place here. And you are irreplaceable and amazing. And I feel like sometimes in the grand scheme of you know, getting left on red and going on shitty dates and just having a really bad day, we kind of lose that and we just, we kind of, you know, the the magic seems to fade and we just don't see ourselves as very special anymore. You know, yeah, so I did want to read a quote that Vincent said. He said, um, I put my heart and soul into my work and I lost my head in the process. So I think that sometimes that's a real thing that happens you know we get so lost in the sauce <laughs> I had to say it we get so lost in what we're doing and what we're creating and things and what we're doing on a day-to-day basis that we kind of lose our sanity you know in doing so and it almost takes leaning on others you know leaning on why we started you know and just kind of grounding ourselves doing whatever we need to do to do so for me it's you know just you know unplugging sitting somewhere with a book like that's it for me and talking to my friends and that kind of brings me back down to to earth you know and I think that that is just how we maintain our sanity and get over these bad days you know just finding our bliss in whatever that looks like for us and clinging on to it whenever we feel these moments of despair and bad days and you know distracting ourselves in whatever way we can so okay what else did I write as you guys know, I'm reading from my journal because I write down a lot of my thoughts in my journal. I'm actually on the last page of my journal, so I need to buy another one, um, which is exciting. I love filling these up because I'm just going to like stack them on my bookshelf and someday look back on them and be like, oh, I remember that day. Um, so I guess, okay, so I wrote down this quote that I saw on, I don't even know where I saw this, but I said it says, so many broken children living in adult bodies mimicking adult lives. We often feel that life isn't fair. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that sometimes, especially now when I'm in like this, you know, freshman feeling of adulting, you know, like I'm pretty, still pretty, you know, fresh in the adulting phase. I feel like sometimes I am just, 
I'm faking it till I make it to the point where I feel like an imposter. And I almost, you know, have these very childlike ideas of where I want my life to be. And I, I feel like sometimes I feel that, like, you know, life is an unf- it's unfair. And I feel like, you know, pounding my fist and being just like a, you know, a little kid that's just, you know, having a tantrum. And I feel broken and I feel lonely sometimes. And I just, you know, feel all these things in one. And I feel like sometimes we're just so you know, robotically living like we're supposed to have it all together. And we're supposed to be these big bad adults with these dream jobs and wearing suits and carrying briefcases. And we forget that, you know, a lot of us are kind of just you know, little kids and grown up bodies, you know, just wanting to be loved and wanting to be heard and wanting to, you know, have a life that is fair, you know. So, and I also wrote down something else, um, which is a quote by Lucas W. He's like a big uh, Tumblr quote person. He said, we try so hard to make our lives meaningful in the eyes of another and end up forgetting who, or forgetting to be happy. We end up forgetting to be happy. So that kind of plays hand in hand with, um, you know, what I just said as to, you know, we, we think that we need to portray this certain image you know, to keep up with what we're supposed to be at this age. And we forget that, you know, everyone else like us has these moments of weakness, you know, bad days where we get caught up in things that, you know, adults aren't supposed to get caught up in. You know, an adult is not supposed to cry after a date, you know. An adult is supposed to get their shit together and find their, you know, perfect husband and move in with them and have babies and all this stuff. And they're not supposed to have such problems with their relationships you know the perfect adult that I see in my head that I thought that I was going to be but you know newsflash I'm not that perfect adult I'm the one that is still coming to terms with who I am and what I want and even you know if I even feel like I need to be in this city to do all those things you know and so you know today and every day is such an integral integral part of our growth and so I just wanted to say you know in these bad days in these hard times even if it doesn't seem like it, you are moving forward still, even though it feels like you're moving backwards. I think with even the bad days, we're still moving forwards in some way because we're learning yet another way not to do things, not to be loved. You know, every bad date, we're learning one more way not to be loved and how we don't feel like we are loved. So, yeah, I wanted to close this episode with a quote from Vincent Van Gogh um, that I find very special. And if I If I was going to get a tattoo, I'd get this tattooed. So it says, For my part, I know nothing with any certainty, but the sight of the stars makes me dream. Van Gogh. So that's it for tonight's episode, guys. Hope you enjoyed, and I will talk to you all next week. Bye.